friends, and welcome to our gathering today. And that is wonderful. Today, we are going to talk about the Spirit of God. And first, we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, we praise you. We thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. Oh, Lord, great is your faithfulness. I worship you. I praise you. I thank you. I glorify your name. I thank you for everyone who is listening today. Lord, touch their lives. What you've given us is jewels. It's real jewel. These are jewels of your heart. Oh God, I pray that you'll touch every person, whatever they are, in this country and abroad. Pray that you will move by your wonderful spirit and bring a mighty revival into our life. A mighty revival into our life. Oh God, you desire this more than we do. And I worship you and I give you praise and I thank you, Lord, for your glory and power in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. There's certain things that God wants us to know about himself in much more intimate way, in much more greater way. Hallelujah. Let's open to the book of Romans. Verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Shalom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We are standing on holy ground today. We are standing in the presence of the Almighty God. And we rejoice in hope. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. This is not a mystery. But this is something that is a great blessing. For human being to understand. For a person. A regular person. To understand that he can have such life of joy and full of glory of God's grace and power. But look at the verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, our Messiah, Christ Jesus, Yeshua, died for the ungodly. I want to pay attention today in this message because we're talking about the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh. So we are looking into the word when we were, we were without strength. What strength? What condition of our life there was that God is calling that that we were without strength. 
Oh, my friend, this strength, they come from God into every person in this life. We were stricken by sin. Stricken by sin. We were stricken by sickness. We were stricken by curse. We were stricken by any possible demonic attack that could be, could be emotional, physical, spiritual. We were stricken. And we were without strength. Now God has given us strength to rise. God has given us strength to stand. God has given us strength to live. And hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shared abroad into our hearts by the Holy Spirit which was given to us. Wow. So now the Holy Spirit is mentioned here. Why God decided to give us the Holy Spirit, period. Why? Look in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make men. Us, it means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So the Bible says that God has created men in his own image and in the image of God created he him. Male and female, he created them. And the Lord God formed a man out of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And men became a living soul. Men became a living soul only after God breathed in us his spirit. And it says the breath of life. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit specifically has been said that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And then it says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. What was the purpose for us to know this specific way the way God was creating the heavens and the earth and so on why did he mention that the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters the bible say when Jesus said that says if I will not go away he will not come the spirit and then Jesus said something profound as well he says and we will come and make a dwelling place in you there's something about coming and going. Something about that, okay, Jesus came. The word of God came. He dwelled among us. But yet he said, if I will not go away, he will not come. Definitely we understand that Jesus had to go through the cross. He had to pay the price for, in order for us to receive the spirit of God. In order for us to be born again. We understand that. But in more particular way, 
we must understand that the Spirit of God is a person just as Jesus is. And Jesus said to his disciples, for the Spirit of God is with you and he will be in you. So he is with you now and he will be in you. And he says, and I will send the Spirit of God. And in the other place he says, and I will ask the Father so that he may send you the Holy Spirit. And then you know, in the book of Acts, in chapter 2, of the day of Pentecost, Shavuot, when they were in one accord, 120, the Holy Spirit came. And it says it was like a Russian wind coming from heaven. So there is a distinction here that I can see. Is it important? I believe it is. I believe it is. To understand the personality of the Holy Spirit, to understand the function of the Holy Spirit, to understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our life, to understand what does it mean to be born again. Because I believe that without understanding the person of the Holy Spirit, how can we have a fellowship with God? The Lord specifically said, let the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In 1 Corinthians, he specified the things about the gifts. But the manifestation of the Spirit. So the Spirit of God brings manifestation. So the Spirit of God was given to us for a purpose. To manifest something. To move something. To do something. In verse 4, it says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And these are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which works all and in all. God is one. He works everything all and in all. But he moves by his word, and he moves by his spirit, and Here's the distinction. When God moves by his word, the word is, is Jesus. He came and dwelled among us. When he moves by his spirit, in order by his spirit to move through us, the Holy Spirit also had to come and dwell in us. In verse 7 it says, but... The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. To profit withal. To profit for all people. So the Holy Spirit was given to us to manifest things. Going back to the book of Genesis, we see the same thing. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Why was the Spirit of God and only the Spirit of God was moving there? On that earth, at that point of time, Lucifer was already in prison with the fallen angels. And that's why God made a mess and covered the earth and everything was covered. And the first missionary... The first missionary with the power of God that came from heaven to start separating and cleaning up the place was the power of the Holy Spirit. But he didn't do anything without the word. So he was sent from heaven as a person. He was hovering over the uh, waters. 
waiting for the command from God because God, that's God's spirit. Remember Romans 5? It says, for when we were without strength, God sent his spirit to strengthen us. So when our spirit is connected with God's spirit, we can do things, praise be to God. We can pray for the sick. We can cast out demons in Jesus' name. We can do things because we become empowered by the Spirit of the Lord. The same Spirit that was hovering over the waters and the deep, the same missionary, the Spirit of God that came to start dealing on this earth and start cleaning up and making this earth ready for God now dwells in you the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead as Bible says dwells in you but wait a minute there's an interesting point in the book of Genesis chapter 2 in verse 7 it says and the Lord God formed men of the dust of the ground. And then it says, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And men became a living soul. And I believe that he formed the man of the dust of the ground by his finger. Jesus said himself, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the kingdom of God has come upon you. The finger of God is also the Holy Spirit. So I believe that we were created by the finger of God out of the dust of the earth. But he says, and breathe life. Now I want to explain to you a little bit more because all that we're talking about and all that is very important here what that we teach is all about our relationship and intimate fellowship with God. And we cannot have any intimacy with God without the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Do you remember when Jesus, after being resurrected, came for the second time to see his disciples? When he came into the room, he breathed on them. And what did he say? Receive ye the Holy Spirit. He did exactly the same thing as the Lord has done in the garden. When the Lord breathed, in Adam's nostrils, as it says, his ruach, his spirit, Adam became a living soul. Adam could not be born again at that time because that was his first birth. His first birth was natural and supernatural. He was formed by the finger of God out of the dust of the earth. It was by the Spirit. And then God breathed His Ruach, His Spirit, now into His nostrils. And Adam became a living soul. So from the beginning, Adam was filled with the Spirit of God. Filled because that was the very point of God creating men in God's image and likeness. Imagine if God will say, 
okay, I will create a man in my image and likeness, but they must be nothing but flesh. No, God says they will be not just flesh, they will be the spirit, because they cannot live without my spirit. Everything and all that life that has given them must be activated by my spirit. So in that sense, Adam was the first human, and I would say the last human as well, who was literally created by the Spirit of God. But then God says, you continue to multiply after your own. So the deposit, the next deposit into his children, Adam gave already in physical form. So they were just receiving a DNA from Adam. So Adam received the beginning of life by the Spirit of God. But when he continued with his children, they received just a replica, a DNA. In the other words, when God breathed into Adam life, Adam's life began to function in physical and spiritual realm by the Spirit. It has started by the Spirit, but when He began to multiply, the multiplication was already in the flesh. Because only God, only God can give you a spiritual life. We cannot pass on our spirit to anybody else. We only pass on our DNA, and that is just a part of us, a certain parts of us, certain imprints that we pass on, but we cannot pass on our spirit. Only God can do that. And the reason for that is we need to be born again by the spirit. So when we are born again by the spirit, in the flesh we receive in now the Spirit of God that's why you cannot continue giving that to your children so your children cannot be Christians because they were born into a Christian family it doesn't come through DNA it has to come through the Spirit of God it has to come through the same encounter with God period they have to be born again themselves so every person that is born into this world by accepting Jesus, will receive the Spirit of God coming directly into them. Because life comes from God, not from us. Life comes from God and not from us. We can continue to uh, bring people into this world according to our image and likeness, but they must receive the Spirit of God to function in godly way. They have to have the Spirit of God themselves. This is why our fellowship with one another is one thing. We can talk, we can laugh and so on, but our fellowship with the Holy Spirit is another thing. Totally different thing, totally different story, totally different 
approach because now we're fellowshipping with God by His Spirit. So the power of the Holy Spirit is so important in our life. It's so important in our life. And how do we walk in the power of God? How do we allow the Spirit of God to help us? Is it by the command of God? Is it by inheritance? Or is it by any promise? How do we have, or how are we helped by the Spirit of God, as the Bible say in Romans 5, when we were without strength, Jesus died for us. Who is giving us strength? God never do anything outside of the power of His own Spirit. He said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit. So the anointing comes upon us because, of course, through the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit comes. Look, the disciples, they received the Spirit of God when Jesus came and breathed on them. But the activation of the Holy Spirit started when the Holy Spirit came to stay. They were ready. They received the Spirit. They received a breath of life. They received a new life. Born again like Adam. He received by the breath of God a new life. But the actual manifestation as we read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So what we have received, our born again experience through the breath of God personally coming into us. Then the Spirit of God is coming personally to dwell inside of that person to manifest, to anoint, to manifest, to bring God's glory, to bring God's word. Jesus said, if I will not come, he will not come. But when he will come, he will remind you of everything that I said. So he'll bring the, Holy, the, the word of God back into your life. So God in his fullness begins to dwell within us when the spirit of God moves in. He wants us to know that the gifts and the fruit and the anointing and the power and the callings and all that God has promised from heaven is activated in you on earth now by the Spirit of God. But let me give you one little nugget about being on fire for God. There's never, 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 never by yourself that you will be able to be on fire for God. Never. Who brings the fire? Is the fire of the Holy Spirit. When the disciples were in one accord in that room, in the upper room, 120, what did you read in the Bible came upon them? The fire. The fire to ignite something. So the Holy Spirit also brings the fire. So when we pray, 
when we fellowship, remember, we fellowship, let the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Do not neglect, begin to praise, begin to pray in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit, do things in the Spirit more than in the flesh, pray in the Spirit, allow God to do things in the Spirit, walk by the Spirit. The more you're going to yield yourself to God to walk by the Spirit, the more of the fire of God is going to be upon your life. Be born again by the Spirit first. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot pray. He cannot even give right. He cannot do anything what God requires. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, I give you praise. I thank you for everyone who is watching. Lord, send your power into their lives right now. People need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The disciples received the breath of God way before they begin to speak in tongues. But then when the fire came, they begin to speak in tongues. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit. First, they were baptized into the body. But now they were baptized in the Spirit. So I pray, Father God, that you will baptize everybody and touch everybody. I pray, Father God, that they will open their hearts. They will open their lives and begin to speak and sing and think and walk by the Spirit so that the fire of God will be constantly on them as it was on the disciples. I pray for that fire to be ignited in you by the Spirit again, by the grace of God. So let us walk by the Spirit. Let us live by the Spirit, sing in the Spirit, talk by the Spirit. Things of God, not religious things, not being religious, not just the knowledge. Oh, I know what the Bible says. Do this by the Spirit. Never neglect the Holy Spirit in your life. You must do things through the Spirit. Always. I pray in the name of Jesus. Let them receive that so that they will become a living testimony and the power tool for Jesus. So lay hands on you right now. I feel to tell you this. Just put your hand on your head and say, Father, Touch me, touch me, Lord, deliver me, ignite the fire of the Holy Spirit upon my life. So let the anointing come upon you and give you double portion. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. God bless you. If you got to go, but I'm excited. Don't miss a day without giving the full power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Thank you for watching. We love you. See you next time. And shalom.